In today's episode, I will tell you about the five places where you can use mathematical formulas in SharePoint Online. Welcome to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you are an end user, power user, or administrator, frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes happening in SharePoint Online and Office 365, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, you can expect easy, insightful, and actionable steps that will help you correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Office 365. And now, your host, Greg Zelfand. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 43 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So today I would like to talk to you about uh, mathematical formulas in SharePoint, my favorite subject. And by the way, I'm not joking. I was born in Russia and I was lucky enough to go through the Russian school system. And we did like calculus in fifth grade or something like that. So when it comes to SharePoint, we tend to think about it uh, as more like a you know, file storage location or a place uh, to, to host internet or something like that. But the reality is we can also do some wonders with some mathematical formulas uh, that we can uh, add to SharePoint lists and libraries. There are actually five places where you can take advantage of the formulas in SharePoint. And what I would like to do now is explain briefly each and every one of them and give you an example, uh, a use case so you understand a little bit better. First, I would like to clarify where exactly we can create uh, these formulas in SharePoint. Uh, we can create them on a metadata column in SharePoint lists and libraries, all right? So very, very important to note. So all five cases I'm going to explain to you today are all related to uh, lists and libraries and to be precise, custom metadata columns that you would create on SharePoint lists and libraries. So the first option for you to take advantage uh, of the formulas in SharePoint is a calculated column. As you create custom metadata on a SharePoint list or library, there are different types of columns you can choose from, right? It could be a drop-down column, it could be a currency column, um, you know, a single text, you know, multiple lines of text, different types of columns you can choose from. One of the columns you can create is uh, something called calculated column. And essentially what it is, it's a column that is based on some mathematical formula. For example, let's say you have a document library uh, of policies, company policies, and one of the columns you want to uh, create is called expiration date. Uh, but you want this uh, value, the value of that expiration date to be based on some other column within the same library. Uh, for example, maybe you want an expiration date to be 30 days uh, from the last modified date, or maybe it, it would be 30 days after some other date column you have uh, already in your SharePoint list of library. So what you can do is create a calculated column called expiration date, and for the formula type in modified plus 30. And what will happen is that it will automatically calculate the expiration date for each and every document uh, in case of it's a document library or an item, if it's a SharePoint list, and will essentially present the data accordingly. The example I have given you is uh, pretty simple. Uh, if you are familiar with Excel, you can actually create some pretty complicated logic and formulas. Uh, but again, I just wanted to, to use this opportunity to explain this particular uh, use case to you. Now, before I explain the uh, other three options. I also want to mention this. I realize that this is a podcast and it's uh, hard for you to kind of might be hard for you to visualize things. So what I will do is include a number of 
uh, different uh, URLs in the show notes so you can reference uh, the articles, the blog posts that I have written on the topic uh, because there are several limitations you need to be aware of for each and every option uh, I explained to you. And also there is a unique syntax you need to stick to as you uh, type in all these formulas. But again, I will include uh, all the uh, blog posts and URLs in my uh, in the show notes for this particular episode, so you can then check it out uh, and learn more about the uh, topics we are covering today. The next option, the next location where you can take advantage of formulas in SharePoint is something called column validation. The idea behind column validation is that it allows you to check the input that the user types in and validate and assure that it is within uh, an acceptable range. For example, I'm going to use the same example I already used with the uh, document library for company policies. Uh, let's say one of the metadata columns I want to create on that library is called renewal date, all right, a policy renewal date. So obviously it's a date field. So I'm going to create a column uh, called renewal date for the policy. Uh, and the user now can enter any date. Well, I don't want that because the user can enter a date that's a week away. It, they could uh, enter a date uh, that's three year, from three years ago or something. Again, that would be wrong. I want them to enter the date that's in the future. How do I make it happen? Well, that's where column validation comes into play. So what you can do is when you create a column, um, you create a column the normal way. Um, and then before you save this column, you can click on column validation at the bottom of the screen and this will open up a, an extra you know space for you to type in your formula and what you can do is type in the formula where renewal date will be greater than today essentially you force the user to enter a date that's greater than today and right underneath that formula field there is also another field called user message this is where you can type in the uh, error message, the message to the user in case if the formula produces a false result. So again, the formula could be renewal date greater than today. And then the user message could be you have to enter the date that's in the future, not in the past. Now, the big limitation, and there are a few, but the big limitation uh, of the column validation is that you cannot reference any other columns in your list of library. You can only reference the column that you are creating, that you're editing. And that's where option number three comes in or uh, uh, location number three, I should say, where you can add formulas in SharePoint. And that's something called list of library validation. What list of library validation is, it's essentially just like column settings, but it allows you to reference other columns in your list of library. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, again, let's say we have this policies document library and we have a few date columns, all right? One is the expiration date and another is called renewal date, all right? Policy renewal date. When users tag company policies with a renewal date, I want to make sure that the date they enter, the renewal date for the policy happens before the expiration date for the policy. You know, for example, right, if, uh, uh, you know, December 1st, is the expiration date for a company policy. Uh, I obviously uh, want to make sure that the renewal happens before that. So they need to enter a date that precedes December 1st. And that's exactly what a list of library validation allows us to do. It allows us to compare the two columns 
and produce uh, a certain user message in case uh, of the error. So the formula in this case would be renewal date less than expiration date. Now to access the field where you can type in the formula, what you need to do, because again, this is not a given column where you would be uh, creating this formula at, it would be at the list or library level. So what you need to do, you need to navigate to your list of library, then click the year icon in the upper right hand corner, uh, navigate to list settings or library settings. And then uh, from all the this uh, advanced settings, you're going to see you need to click on validation settings. And this is essentially a screen where you will be able to type in the formula as well as the corresponding user message. The last location where you can use formula in a SharePoint list library uh, is the default value of a column. This is for situations where uh, you can specify a default value for a certain uh, piece of metadata. Obviously, by default, right, when you uh, when you uh, create a metadata column and users have to fill it in, whether it's a date field or a text field, by default, right, uh, it allows users to type in or specify whatever they want. Uh, but you can also set a default value as well, and you can either specify the exact um, you know, value or you can base it on some sort of formula. So for example, let's say I create a column called expiration date. Uh, obviously by default, my users can type in whatever they want in terms of expiration date, but uh, I can also default it to a given value, let's say December 1st, but that wouldn't make any sense, right? I don't want the same date appear as an expiration date for each and every policy. Maybe in my case, I want the default to be today plus 30 days. So essentially as users upload the documents, they don't even need to tag it by default. Uh, the expiration date will be calculated for them automatically uh, based on today's date, you know, the date when it was uploaded uh, plus 30. I mean, obviously the user uh, can uh, change the value of the date field to anything they, they wish afterwards, but this is just a default value, the initial value that the document will get. The fifth way for you to utilize formulas in SharePoint Online would be uh, the ability to hide fields based on a conditional formula. This is a relatively new feature within SharePoint Online, uh, a feature you can utilize on SharePoint lists and libraries. And the idea is that you can actually hide uh, certain columns based on a formula, based on the value of another column. The use case for something like this could be, uh, let's say, a library of company policies uh, with a number of metadata columns, like a status column, an expiration date column, etc. And the idea is that let's say if I tag a policy and I say uh, it's an active policy, the status is active, I do want the expiration date to appear. Uh, and if the if I mark the policy as inactive, then the expiration date uh, metadata field will disappear and I will not have anything to fill out uh, for that particular uh, field. To take advantage of this feature, you will need to edit the form on the SharePoint list library. And I realize that this is a podcast and it's a, uh, Hard for me probably to explain all the steps, and I'm sure it's hard for you to follow all the steps um, by listening to this episode. So what I will do, I will add a link to a blog post. I have actually written a detailed blog post with a step-by-step -step instructions on how to use uh, this feature. So I will make sure to add the URL uh, to show notes of this particular episode, and you will be able to uh, check it out uh, when you have time. So that will do it for this particular episode. Hopefully you learned something new as always. 
Happy to see you on my blog SharePointMaven.com and talk to you next week. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. 